You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Madison, have you ever recorded 20 points, 20 rebounds, and 20 assists in the same game? Have you ever done that? Um, I have not, Brady. I have recorded negative points, negative rebounds, negative assists in a single game, which is equally as impressive. So. No, it's, it's actually more impressive because I don't think it's possible to uh, score in the minus numbers. That's true. <laughs> I'm the only one in NBA history who has ever done it. I need to check out your basketball reference. I, I'm very interested to see that, and I'm also interested to see what basketball reference says your nickname is. What would you say your NBA nickname would be? Um, um, she got Mads Skills. Mads Skills? Mads Skills. Both with oh. Zs at the end, not Ss, because Ss are lame. Oh, man. Mads Skills. Madison. <laughs> You wow. put me on the spot. I didn't have any time to <laughs> exactly, think about exactly. this. Exactly. This is the whole point of the podcast. I, I was which, actually pretty impressed that I came up with that, though, because I was yeah. honestly very dumbfounded when Th- you first asked. That's why I like you. You're very, you're very quick on your feet. I appreciate it. Thank it you. Makes, it makes my job a lot easier because I suck at my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's very false, but okay. <laughs> uh, now, now that everyone's annoyed with our Silly, silly banter. With our banter, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the OKC82 podcast. That's Madison Morris. Hello. I'm Brady Trantham. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as you guys are well aware on Twitter, uh, social media, or whatever you've seen, like last week we put the video out explaining um, the prize contest that we put out today for today's episode. We got a lot of great feedback. We'll get to the names of those who ask questions and those who subscribe. Thank you, everybody who asked. Thank you, everybody who subscribed. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. Um, But, yeah, today is a very special episode, not just for that, but Madison, uh, the Thunder win a game. What? Which which in these days um, have been hard to come by. And rare. But I did. They also also do it against a bad team. Yes. Who sat numerous starters and had numerous other starters injured. LeBron James, most most notable. They took care of business against that bad team. They did it in dominant fashion. Mm-hmm. All the, these three things have not happened this frequently. I no. just have to keep repeating myself. And then also, as everyone is more than well aware, Russell Westbrook made history, and this is a guy who makes history rather frequently. But yes. I've got to say, Madison, um, it kind of dawned on me really quick that he, the 2020 was in play, mm-hmm. and I didn't really notice until about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then I was, at that point, I was really honed in on paying attention. And I actually kind of found myself saying, please get it. I just, I want to see it. I want to be here for the second time that this yeah, has ever happened. And that I remember, really cool. I remember being a kid asking the question, has there ever been a 2020 game? And then I Google it and I find out, oh, Wilt Chamberlain did it in 68. I bet that'll never happen again. And now it, it happened. happened. And now it happened again. It happened so, again. So um, overall, yeah, it's a special episode. It was a special night, and Thunder fans are happy. Um, but yeah, from our standpoint, that was really fun to watch. It was really fun to watch, just because obviously there was a high energy because the Thunder were doing very well. They were playing very well. They were uh, sitting this Lakers team just kind of to the side like they should have, and how people really not 
expected them to just because it hasn't been the best for the Thunder lately. But, I mean, I think everyone really anticipated the, th uh, the Thunder to finally put a team away. And, of course, it's going to be a shorthanded Lakers team. So, I mean, it was just there's a lot of special things. Like, Brady and I saw Alex Abrinas here. That oh, was yeah. really cool. Um, so, Russell had his historic night. The Thunder were able to finally get, like, a really dominant, good win that kind of put a lot of people in a better mood and a little bit more hopeful. So, I mean, it was just overall, it was a good night. It was a good game. Uh, there were six lead changes, which I believe all happened in the first half. So it's kind of like the Thunder took the reins uh, after halftime and just carried this home. And it was good. That was exactly what Thunder fans needed to see. I really think it's what this team needed to see. It's what Billy Donovan wanted to see. And I think it just ensured a lot of confidence in them because right now they still are fighting for a seating in the Western Conference, even though they have a playoff spot clinched. Yeah, uh, I mean, again don't want to get too ahead of ourselves but it is kind of this lingering ghost that's followed this team since the all-star break what you said was exactly right this game is the perfect example of this could be a good springboard into some more positive habits into better stretches of play uh, showing up against the bad teams that are left on the schedule showing up against the teams left on the schedule that may sit starters mm -hmm. uh, we don't know that of course for sure um, it could be that, but as we've seen the last few weeks, the Thunder will have a big win mm -hmm. and then follow it up with a with a equally bad loss. Right. Um, yeah, but it, overall, just a really good opportunity for them to move forward and get back to the Oklahoma City Thunder of old. They kind of looked like their old selves tonight. Uh, fast break point opportunities came in bunches. Russell Westbrook was distributing all over the place, had 10 assists in the first quarter, which ties his own his own franchise record which i can't remember when he had 10 quarter assists 10 mm -hmm. assists in a single quarter excuse me and you know another kind of little thing to make it even more of a rare night uh brian shaw an assistant uh the assistant coach with the lakers former head coach of the denver nuggets he kind of uh, popped into the uh, locker room while we were waiting to talk to russ russ had walked back i guess towards wherever their shower shower room is mm -hmm. And he wasn't there, but I, I assume Brian was going back there, coming into the locker room to kind of congratulate Russell because he, he just popped in for a few minutes, saw that Russell wasn't there, and then turned around and left. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of lot of things about yeah. tonight. It had it had the intensity of a playoff game in terms of just the electricity in the mm -hmm. arena. Um, everybody was well aware how close Russell Westbrook was. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he got that last rebound, the place exploded. I think everyone jumped to their feet. I yeah. People it, were just – excited and if they didn't know for whatever reason they might have said they might have found themselves asking why is Russell Westbrook still in the game why is he <laughs> waving Hamadou Diallo off um, yeah. from coming in to substitute for oh that's oh, why because it's important this is the one time where I will allow the stat the stat chasing oh this yeah. is this is incredibly historic right and to be the only the second person to do it since Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, I would do it. You would do it in a heartbeat. Bill Simmons would do it if he had the, if he had the <laughs> opportunity. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm sorry. Like as a fan of basketball, I, I never would have thought I would have seen that. And I, I've covered Russell Westbrook for three years now, and mm -hmm. I know that that's technically a possibility with how great of a player he is and how frequently he gets triple doubles right but I still cannot believe that it happened yeah no I mean it's, it's it's kind of a crazy thing when you put it into perspective because at the time you're just kind of like oh wow I've done almost 82 of these games this season this is just another home game but it really wasn't just because a lot of really awesome things happened out there for Russ and I know that a lot of us have been kind of barking at Russell uh, as of recent with just his media scrums and just uh, his energy out on the court and how he's not exactly been living up to maybe 
a leadership role out there. But, I mean, tonight he really did because he is just so talented in his own Russell Westbrook way that he just plays at such a high energy at all times that he was able to go out there and to really distribute the ball to start the game. And then, of course, he was able to pick up the points later on. And that just kind of shows you what kind of player Russell Westbrook is because even if he's not – real hot out at the gates with the scoring he's really gonna you know pass the ball around utilize his teammates he's gonna get people involved and I mean even Steven Adams had praises to say about him tonight um so it was it was just a big night for us I think he really needed that not just because he has been lacking in areas but also because you know he is the leader of this team that's no secret to anybody regardless of how upset and angry people get at him for just like little minor things but you know Russell Westbrook he needs the confidence just like anybody else uh, right now everything matters everything is just a lot of weight on his shoulders of course he you know is going through the grief as so so is a lot of other players about the death of Nipsey Hussle so I mean it's just it's just a big deal for him it was a big night and I think that was just great to see someone who has dedicated so much of their life and their talent and their energy to the city yeah, it was definitely an emotional day for Russell. I mean, I was at shoot around earlier today. Um, Russell was asked about it, just the passing of Nipsey Hussle, and he did not want to talk about it, and understandably so. I, 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 um, I do not fault Russell for walk, not wanting to talk about it right. and walking away. Um, I don't fault Eric for – he didn't necessarily pry in the question. A, a lot of people thought that he was prying, and if you, you think that that's fine, you know. But I didn't know who Eric was talking about. Um, even though I, I knew about the passing of Nipsey Hussle, um, I think Eric was just trying to clarify his question. And Eric had no problem with it either. So, I mean, there's no one really at fault here. Right. But definitely it was it was really special to see Russell in the postgame with uh, Jason Terry and the TNT crew, you know, say, like, that, was, that wasn't for me, that was for Nipsey Hussle. And um, I, I, can, I can't imagine what it's like to lose a friend, a close right. friend, especially to a murder. So, um terrible but it's it's really it's really cool to see you know i i don't even want to say some good coming out of it because no good comes out of something like that Mm -hmm. um but uh russell at least put a good exclamation point on the terrible tragedy that absolutely yeah um i guess with you know just the thunder in general um you know it was a game where paul george was relatively quiet you know Mm -hmm. eight, eight of 17 and 19 points but um, the Thunder got off to such a good start, which is another difference in this game uh, compared to how they've played recently. Is yeah. they, they actually took care of business, not just through the game, but they took care of business early and they didn't put themselves behind the eight ball mm-hmm. and force themselves to have to shoot a lot of threes. Although the first half, I mean, the Thunder dominated this game, but they really flirted with letting the Lakers get back into it in the first half. Uh, they sh- the Thunder shot way too many threes, and I think at one point they were 5 of 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers shot the three ball uh, much better. They were 9 of 20 uh, to in the first half, which was main the main reason why the Lakers kept – Every time the Thunder would try to pull away, the Lakers would get it back within one. And at one point, I think the Lakers led by two or three points in the first half. Second half, the Thunder completely dominated. Uh, they outscored the uh, Lakers in the third quarter, 35-23. to 23. So it was another one of your uh, magical locker room talks, whatever Billy It's Donald a real said. thing. I swear on yeah. my life, it's a real thing. And look, everybody, we completely understand. We completely understand that this was the Lakers. We completely understand that their injury report is the size of... It, it, An entire roster. It, it's as thick as the Bible. <laughs> um, but again, this team looked like crap 
on the road against Memphis, who had a similar injury report, did not play report. This team looked like crap against Dallas, who sat their best player, Luka Doncic, Mm -hmm. on a 2.30 afternoon tip-off in a game that should have been a cakewalk, but it was not. It was everything but. So, I mean, forgive us if we think that this was a big win. Um, Mm -hmm. I I am not here to say that the Thunder have figured it out. They have not figured anything out. They've simply taken care of business, which is a step in the right direction. Um, They are still fighting for the next... The seat with the seating with seven six five still all in play. Um, I don't know if the four seat is in play. I need to look at all the numbers again, but yeah, um, you know, it's it's just interesting because they have one more game left on this five game home stretch against Detroit on Friday, so we'll have a few days in between. What worries me is the last big win that this team had. I mean, I know Indiana is a big win at home, yeah, last week. But uh, that Friday night win two weeks ago against Toronto on the road, they win that game, huge win. Could be what we've been saying, what this game could be, a springboard into better habits and better stretches of play. Mm-hmm. Then they sit for two, two days and enjoy it, and they enjoy Toronto apparently too much because then they walk into <laughs> Memphis and lay an egg. So I'm curious to see if this intensity, if this effort can – carry over over these next few days where the Thunder won't be playing. They'll be practicing, of course. Uh, They have to continue starting the games off strong, getting out in the fast break, getting turnovers. That's what the Thunder identity is. If they don't do that, then they have to rely on guys like Russell to hit shots, which that's a hit or miss a lot of the times. Uh, Relying on Paul George to hit shots, which since the All-Star break is hit or miss. Um, So, again, they they just really have to carry this over um, Friday mm-hmm. against Detroit. No, they really do, and I really hope that the energy that they were able to pick up tonight uh, carries over to Friday's game. They're going to have two days uh, without a game day atmosphere, and they're going to stay here in Oklahoma City. So, I mean, surely they're not going to get themselves into any kind of trouble. They're not going to get themselves into any kind of tired or fatigue. Like, they're going to be able to have some time to rest. They're going to have some time to be here in their home, uh, get some good practice in, get some good work in, and just, you know, they're going to have to really realize that, this game tonight, kind of like Brady said, yeah, the Lakers barely had a team out there, but it's still a good win for them just because it's going to kind of spark something in them. I hope I'm not wrong. Um, it's just it's crucial to get wins like this right now because, yes, they're still fighting for seeding. Yes, they still need to uh, tie up some loose ends, but they're going to figure something out. And, I mean, if they don't, then that's that, and they're just going to have to move on. But I, I don't know. I just Overall, I don't even know much else to say about – this game except that like Paul George obviously it's kind of funny I said this on a podcast a while back but when he has 19 points we call it quiet it's pretty <laughs> funny that just kind of shows what kind of player he is but I mean just a lot of people contributed tonight Steven Adams was fantastic Jeremy Grant obviously has been my most consistent player throughout the entire season it's just been it's been good to kind of see this team overcome a lot of stuff Terrence Ferguson finally kind of found a shot tonight so uh, then you even saw Ray Ray Felton out there, and that just makes it a good night for me. Raymond Felton had a breakaway layup all the all most on his low gentle so- breakaway layup ever, and it was so cute. Yeah, <laughs> the crowd definitely enjoyed it because it was noticeably louder even than uh, Russell Westbrook breakaway. And then I dunk. enjoyed it. <laughs> um, That's all that matters. I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, um, it's an ext- with me on Paul George. It's an extreme fine line between. He's their best shooter. He's their one of the probably their best offensive player. So he needs to take a lot of three-point shots. He needs to take a lot of shots. 
But then there's also, okay, there's going to be those nights where he just simply does not have it from from deep on yeah. the floor. And even though you're Paul George, shooting, just trying to find your rhythm by shooting the, the crap out of the three ball, I, I don't think is the best thing for this team. Uh, it's bit the team in the rear end for a few games in this uh, last month stretch. Um, but tonight I thought he showed – Really good restraint, and again, I'm not trying to trash Paul George by any means, but again, I just remember too many two of ten performances from the three point line, uh, one of nine three um, three ball performances. Uh, tonight, he only took three, um, or excuse me, he only took eight three pointers, hit three of them. It, he just it, he didn't look like he was forcing the issue, and it, obviously, he's still dealing with whatever injury he's been dealing with. I think there was a video that people put on Twitter from uh, the uh, game feed caught on TNT or Fox Sports, I'm not too sure, Mm -hmm. where Paul was kind of looking at his, he kind of felt the inside of his elbow and was squeezing his hand and looking at it. So he's obviously dealing with nerve nerve damage, muscle soreness, whatever. Um, So I can certainly understand the need for, like, I just need to see a ball go in. So I don't care. I'm just going to shoot. But, again, even a guy like Paul George, shooting the crap out of it when you're not hitting it is not good for the offense. So I thought Paul showed good restraint tonight and really – uh, went back to his bread and butter by uh, getting turnovers, getting steals, getting out in the fast break. I mean, he started off the game three for three. Uh, two of those were dunks off of steals. Mm-hmm. He even pulled out a, a, a 360 dunk and dunked with his opposite hand. Gotta and love it. The whole time I'm just thinking, oh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> with the way the Thunder have been going Ouch. and with Paul's injury, this, oh, no. But he, oh, he, was, no. <laughs> he was able to finish it, so it, it really kind of – it really showed, I think, everybody in the arena that this isn't going to be like Sunday. This isn't going to yeah. be like um, some other game in this bad stretch of games. Um, this is kind of the thunder of old. And they just, again, they just did what they needed to do, and they did it um, almost to perfection in the second half, that is. Yeah, and even if this doesn't carry over to Friday, which I'm going to knock on some non-existent wood right now, I'm just saying, even if it doesn't carry over to Friday, I think Thunder fans should really be proud of this team and just the way that they performed tonight. So, I mean, yeah, they're overcoming a lot of things. Right now, guys are dealing with weird injuries, and it might not even be visible to us as the media, people as fans, people just kind of watching on TV, whoever. Um, There could be a lot. You know, that's a lot of wear and tear on their bodies right now. They're about to enter into oh gosh, game 78, 79, that's a lot of freaking games in one season in the span of just like five, six months. So, I mean, it's if you put it into perspective, it's just like a lot has gone on with these guys right now. They're really battling through things. And kind of what Brady said, uh, Paul starting three of three from the floor that night, he's still shooting. He's still going out there. He's still fighting. He's still putting on for his team and really representing Oklahoma City. I mean, he's not going to let this deter him. He's not going to let it uh, shade him down. He's really doing a good job right now. Uh, he's still picking up 19 points. He's still shooting decently well, and he's still being a star that this team needs right now. So, yeah, games haven't gone exactly the way that this team want, wants them to, but, I mean, honestly like these guys are really battling out there they showed it tonight I'm hoping they carry it over to Friday they're gonna need to need that when they have two games on the road before they come home to or is it one game on the road I, well, I believe it's one game on the road one game and on then, the road uh, then Houston Houston and Oklahoma City That's, and then Milwaukee and then, yeah. on the road yeah gotcha gotcha so yeah I mean just a lot's going on right now so I don't know I I really thought they performed really well they looked like they were having fun out there again I saw Steven Adams like laughing with Russell at one point it's a rare thing to see Russell Westbrook out there on the floor laughing during the game he's usually yelling so (laughs) 
I mean, it's just, it was good. I don't know. It's just like a good sign seeing these guys be a little bit more lighthearted out there, just really enjoying what they were doing. Uh, kind of a change from the past two games where they've just been frustrated and things haven't gone exactly their way. So, I mean, if they're going to be able to continue to play like that for, I don't know, the next four games, I think, four or five games, I can't math right now. <laughs> so just whatever's left of the season, if they're going to be able to play like that, have a good group dynamic, really set everything just on fire and just come out firing, not letting their opponent get too ahead of them. It's gonna be it's gonna be good, guys. Everyone take a deep breath. Some quick bullet points before we get to the part where everyone's been waiting for the questions, the next question segment, um, which there was a next question tonight uh, in the locker room. Barry Trammell did ask. Of course, ask, there was. Barry Trammell did ask Russell Westbrook a question. I think he think he asked Russ, "Is 25, 25, 25 possible for you?" And he, of course, next questioned it uh, on brand for Russell Westbrook. Um, I was going to say, this is the fourth game in a row that Steven Adams has put together a strong performance. 13 points, 6 of 11, uh, 8 rebounds. Didn't necessarily um, finish the game well. He had an incredible start in that first quarter and then kind of tailed off. But that was mainly due to the part that the Lakers adjusted and didn't let uh, Steven Adams just destroy Mike Muscala Mm -hmm. up and down the floor on the fast break. Um, But... Again, even if it's just for one quarter, Stephen Adams just needs to have a strong presence that at least makes the defense think twice about, okay, well, we can just use one guy on him because the Thunder aren't going to go to him again. Force the defense's hand. It seems like every time um, a defense has to double-team him or make a point to double-team Stephen Adams, I think the Thunder win those games Mm -hmm. more times than not. So that's that's huge. Fourth game in a row for Stephen. Terrence Ferguson – Took nine shots, hit five of them, three of seven for the three-point line. I loved every shot he took. I think him shooting shots, even if he's 0 for 5, he needs to take those shots. Yeah. He needs to help this team stretch the floor on offense. Uh, I asked Billy about it in the pregame. He agreed that those shots from Terrence Ferguson are important, and the Thunder really can't get away with him taking one shot like he did against Denver and only two two shots against Dallas, who was starting a bunch of G League guys. <laughs> and then finally, Jeremy Grant, another strong performance from him, 22 points, 8 of 15 shooting. Um, just We said it on the postgame show after the Dallas game, Madison. Um, just an incredible weapon for this team and his development. Um, his scoring is just so important. He's no longer just a guy that you look forward to, to get blocks, to get rebounds, to hit the occasional three. He's a guy that you look forward to give you 15-plus points a night. Yeah, for sure. Go, Jeremy. So with that in mind, let us get to the reason that everybody's probably listening to the show. Did I get put into the prize raffle? Of course, uh, the uh, contest tonight was the first five subscribers that asked questions, current subscribers. Um, would get their names put into the raffle for a Russell Westbrook high-fiving Rumble the Bison bobblehead, which yeah. which I said which I've said a few times. But for those who are just now listening, it's fairly big, people. I took a picture of it last week, put it next to my Keurig uh, coffee machine, and it's about the same size. So it it's, would look it, beautiful in your bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> looking down at you while you sleep. <laughs> while you yeah, while you sleep and. Yeah, do other things. Uh, (laughs) Um, So that's in play. Um, Also have two OKC snapback hats. They're both blue, so yay. Yay! Color coordination for those that are curious. And there will be some franchise swag given out to probably everybody else that asked and subscribed. So it was for people that that current subscribers that asked the first five questions. I liked your tweet, so if your tweet was liked, and Congratulations. we will, of course, mention you on the podcast in a few minutes, then you're in the raffle. And the first five non-subscribers who subscribed and then screenshotted it 
showing that they subscribed, if I say that word one more time, I'm going to kill myself, <laughs> um, they were also put into the raffle. But um, that's always hard to get new subscribers anyway. But thankfully, we got three people who screenshotted. So yeah. thank you to Joshua Quentin Dodd, um, at in the key of J, um, T Light, at the tweets of Todd, who's asked us questions before and he's been in our thunder conversations and my mentions a handful of times so shout out to you Todd thank you so much and Tyler Gibbs at Tyler W Gibbs thank you guys so so much for subscribing to our podcast and we hope that um, we hope that you can go away with some prizes and we hope that you stick around and enjoy the last few regular season games and the postseason yes it'll be a good time so you three will be put into the raffle and because we didn't get two more making five I'll add Kendall Eshback at Kendall Eshback who asked a question, and Brad uh, Valancourt, at Brad Zillio, who's asked us questions before. I'll add you to that list. So the five of you are all in this raffle. The first five people who ask questions, Mr. Dirtburglers underscore LT, whose name I will not say because (laughs) apparently this gentleman or lady, we don't know. We don't know. Appreciates anonymity. Oh, nice. Dirtburglers asks, in the 2020-20 fresh... Is the 2020-20 frustrating to you because it shows that he can do anything he wants, anytime, and we see the flatness on, of the team so often. He can do more, and he doesn't. Well, I think some factors are involved. I mean, Russell is just feeling it in terms of distributing. I mean, he's not going to get 10 assists every first quarter. I mean, I think against the Mavericks or the Nuggets, he had six first quarter mm-hmm. assists, which is really really good That's great um a lot of things fall into it that the lakers aren't good they don't have a lot of guys anyway um <laughs> they're sat everybody all their starters all their key contributors didn't play tonight except for rondo and kcp and stevenson um I, it's frustrating in a way just because i mean yeah he's capable of doing that but at the same time when you're playing denver when you're playing golden state san antonio it's not easy to do to even get a, a regular triple double. Right. It's not easy to get a double double, you know, because you're playing better defenses, you're playing better athletes. Um, I think where my frustration lies is not necessarily that Russell can get a triple double or a twenty 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 anytime he wants. He should do it. Yeah. My frustration is just the team overall, and Russell's a very much part of this. They just look flat, just because. Yeah. And. You know, it's they they need to take care of business against the teams like L.A., like Memphis, like Dallas that they've been playing and they haven't been doing it. Um, because simply put, before coming into that, they're six and fourteen in their last twenty. If they had been around five hundred, if they had been ten and ten in that twenty game stretch, they would be the fourth. They'd be in the fourth seed. Yeah. With tiebreakers against the teams above and below them, they would be sitting much prettier. And yes, ten and ten is terrible considering how they played going into the all-star break but it's not disastrous like they've been so that's where my frustration lies is if they had just simply beaten these teams that you go into those games and think they for sure should have won miami memphis blah 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 all these teams it wouldn't be as bad that's where my frustration lies yeah and i don't have a ton of frustration in what he did tonight just because i i kind of agree with brady i think he was really feeling something tonight i feel like Guys are going to either be real on, real off, or kind of just in the mix, and they're going to do well, and he has done well. He's scored. He's uh, been able to uh, distribute the ball really well. He's been able to pick up a good amount of boards, but 
Uh, at the same time, I mean, Russell Westbrook, I think him picking up this kind of night tonight isn't really him proving that he's capable of doing this every single night. It's just proving that he is able to uh, really turn it on and play good basketball when he is feeling it, not when he's ready, just because I highly doubt a guy like Russell uh, Westbrook comes out to a game and says, oh, I'm just going to be kind of mediocre tonight and like just pick up maybe a good triple-double, but with like 10, 11, and 12 or something like that. Like I really don't think that's kind of his mindset. I don't think that's the type of player Russell Westbrook is. I really do think that he's capable of a lot, and I really do think that sometimes he is going to be off. He's not going to feel as confident out there on the floor. Shots are just not going to fall for him, and I think Billy Donovan said this uh, a couple games ago, or Gosh, some coach said it. I Maybe it was Rick Carlisle. I really don't know. Someone said this a couple games ago, <laughs> and they said as soon as that ball is in the air, no one can control what happens to it. Yeah, it might be a little bit off. It might have you know, not left his grip the right way. It may just not do what they want it to do, but once it's in the air, it is completely out of their control. And honestly, sometimes the shots don't fall for Russell Westbrook. That doesn't mean he doesn't want them to fall. He's just having an off night. So I don't really get frustrated with him picking up this kind of night when it hasn't been happening lately and they have lost to a good amount of teams they really should not be picking up losses to. Um, I don't know. I just It doesn't frustrate me just because I think this was a night that Russell was meant to shine. He was meant to have a performance like this because this team needed it, this fan base needed it, and Russell Westbrook was able to deliver it. Exactly. Um, Austin Glasgow at 61 Glasgow. Who DM'd me earlier and said that he likes the work that we do. So thanks, Austin. Thank you, Austin, once again. Uh, what does this win do for the Thunder's confidence moving forward? Um, I mean, like we've been saying, it's 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 should be really good. It should be a good springboard for this team. But again, the problem with this team since the All Star break is just their flat out inconsistency. Right. Um, I mean, for fear of repeating myself, I'm, but I'll, but again, like Austin's good question, and that's the important. It's an important question because if the Thunder can use it as a positive springboard and carry this energy and this intensity over to Detroit and get two games under their belt that they've won when they desperately need wins, then yes, this this game was important despite this being the the LOL Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> the LOL Lakers. So um, the kind of Lakers. Yeah, and and make no mistake, the Thunder did not look flawless in this game. The Thunder did not look perfect. Right. Um they they certainly gave me a thought that, that they could blow this game um, if they keep shooting threes and what? They they took 44 tonight. Is th- is that correct? They took 44 44 threes. They shot 29%. They hit 13 of them. I mean, that to me is I guess you can get away with that against the Lakers, but, I mean, the Thunder took a lot of threes against Memphis and lost. Yeah. The Thunder took a lot of threes. They took 43 against Dallas on Sunday. I mean, that is not a number that I enjoy seeing for this team. Yeah. Everybody knows the flaws of this team. Um, Billy has talked about this before. When you win games, you can, like it masks some flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, when you lose them, it becomes more apparent. And so I think Billy's main focus is to hammer home that – Good win. Great win. 2020-20, great. But, guys, cool it with the threes. Oh, my God, yes. Cool it with the threes. Please. I mean, Jeremy Grant takes ten. He hits four of them. Good. Paul George, three of eight. Cool. Terrence Ferguson, three of seven. I want him to take that's shots. That's good. Uh, Russell Westbrook, two of nine. I mean, if that's if, if that's the only black mark on his game, then so be it uh, for <laughs> tonight. I mean, 2020-20, nothing to sneeze at, of course. Historic. 
But especially with how much he struggled to shoot early on, I think at one point he was 2 of 12. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, once again, he was 1 of 6 on Sunday. He was 1 of 6 again today. Um, I've complained about that enough, so I'm not going to go any further. But, again, just the amount of threes from this team is troubling. It is troubling. I mean, that was kind of something that I started to notice because I think it was the very beginning of the second half. Uh, Jeremy Grant started it. Paul George hit one. And then Terrence, I believe, was the third one. And it was just like a back-to-back-to-back three. I think Russell snuck one in there, but it actually didn't, like, fall, so he didn't make his. But it was kind of like a parade of three-pointers. And, I mean, that's just been kind of a constant theme over the last month is, oh, my God, stop shooting so many three-pointers. They're not falling for you. Why is this something that you guys rely on so heavily? But, I mean, yeah, um, to answer his question, uh, Austin's right? Austin? Yes, Glasgow. Hello, Austin. To answer Austin's question, I, I think it does do a lot of, uh, for their confidence right now. I mean, they may completely prove me wrong on Friday, and it may just, like, go down the toilet. Which, but, they, which they have. Which they have done They've that. They've done that so. to all of us for the last month. <laughs> it wouldn't totally shock me, but... Um, I think it does do a lot for their confidence, especially tonight. Just a lot of good happened tonight. A lot of uh, big names were going on. I mean, they were overcoming uh, heartache from deaths. They had Alex Abrinas back in. I mean, this was huge because a lot of uh, talk about Billy Donovan is going on right now. It's just this entire organization needed this night. So, yeah, I think it does It does something for their confidence. That's good. Ben Noble, friend of the podcast, at Ben R Noble One. Which player do you think is the weakest link that teams will try and expose in the playoffs? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a good question. I think, I think in terms of the starting five, I think the easy thing to point, um, the easy person to point to would be Terrence Ferguson. Right. But I think that's more of a more of a flaw with just himself at this point in his career. I think. At times, he lacks that aggression. And Billy, you know, like I said, he, I asked him about it in the pregame, and he said that that's one of the things that he, he wants to see because when Terrence shoots, guys close out on him. When Terrence has the ball in the corner, guys close out. It mm-hmm. stretches the floor. So I feel like teams will do a lot of things in terms of, okay, we need to shut down Paul. We need to trap Paul George. Um, but we cannot – Above all things, because Paul's going to score and Russell Westbrook's going to score, even if it's completely inefficient basketball, he will still score. Jeremy Grant's good enough for 14 points a game. Steven Adams is a monster yeah. um, at times. But one thing we cannot allow being a potential Thunder playoff opponent is let Terrence Ferguson go off. Because yeah. if he goes off, then this is a whole new ball game. So yeah. I think Terrence is not the biggest, the, the weakest link, but he's certainly the guy that I think teams will try to quote-unquote expose in terms of he's not aggressive, let's just take it away early and then take away any fu- like just any future opportunities for him. Yeah, and I agree with Terrence, but I also think that, and I'm definitely not calling him a weak link by any means, but I also think teams are really going to zone in on Steven just because he has been such a powerhouse the past four games, and he – you know, when he gets hot the way that he has been, he is able to deliver really well for this team. He's able to be an extreme contribution. And even when they lose, Steven still has high numbers. He's still uh, doing some real great things for the Thunder offense. He's grabbing a lot of boards on defense. Um, he's picked up a lot more offensive rebounds, I feel like, also, which has been <laughs> very nice to see. So it's just, I don't, I don't know. I see 
other teams really targeting Steven Adams because they've seen him go through a little bit of a weak stretch, and they're going to know that. So I think that Steven will also be someone that other teams are going to look at and really kind of scout out. But I agree. I, I don't think they would try to – I mean, obviously they're going to try. They're not going to succeed. They, they might zone in on guys like Paul Russell and Jeremy, but I think those three are so dominant that's not going to happen. Uh, do I think Steven and Terrence are so weak that they would let it happen? No. I just think that teams really are going to try to break those two down, uh, specifically with the starting lineup, just because they can be dominant when other teams allow them to be. Zoko at Phi underscore, and I know I've asked this before, um, it's either L-S-O-N or I-S-O-N. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's late. It's 11.16 at night, and I've been working since 9.30 in the morning. Can't wait to go home. Um, Zoko asks, what do the Thunder need to bring from this game to the next game individually and as a team? Um, individually, yeah, it'd be nice to have another 20-20-20 game. Yeah. Um, Detroit is... They're a pretty good team. They're a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Blake Griffin plays. Um, he is playing similar to the level that he played in 2015 when he was an MVP candidate. So this is this is going to be no LOL Lakers. Kind of this should be an easy win. This right. is going to be a tough matchup for the Thunder. And it seems like Detroit always plays Oklahoma City pretty tough in Oklahoma City for whatever reason. Um, so individually, I would like to see Stephen continue this because, like Madison said. That's something that teams are definitely scout is cannot let Steven Adams get hot. But like I said, if the defense is forced to double team Steven, then they're less likely to, to be able to trap Paul George, which that could that that could lead to Paul George going off. Mm-hmm. If Paul George goes off, then cool. Um, could lead to Jeremy Grant being a little bit more alone in the corner. Could be, lead to Terrence Ferguson being a little bit more alone in the quarter. Dennis Schroeder had a really nice game tonight with 15 points, uh, except for the one of six uh, three-point performance, which I absolutely do not like. Yeah. Um, so I think individually I would look to Westbrook continuing the um, distributing the basketball at a high level, Stephen Adams continuing his good four-game streak of great basketball. Um, as a team, um, unless, Madison, if you have something – uh, I would probably just say, simply put, put the put your foot on the gas early. Don't get down double digits in the first or the beginning of the second quarter, and then have to try and shoot yourself out of it because all in all likelihood you probably won't if you're the Thunder. No, I mean yeah, I guess that. I don't know. I think guys are just gonna have to step up in their strong places if they're gonna want to continue to lead this team down a good road. Um, I don't really have much to add on to that. They're just really going to have to utilize their strengths and kind of diminish their weaknesses a little bit. And uh, I say it all the time, but just tie up some loose ends. And I think things can look up from there. So they're just going to have to kind of really figure out what they're good at, where they contribute the greatest at, and they're going to have to up it even more. Because, like, now is the time to turn that on. God, you expect so much, Madison. I know. So so demanding. So I'm always let down. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Let's see, how many more do we have? I had it right here. Okay, this is actually one, two, three, four, five. This will be the last one for the raffle. So the four of you are all in the raffle. And this one, uh, at Langdon Subia, um, I guess that's an L-A-N-G for the Twitter handle. Um, What piece do the Thunder need to finish the season strong? What piece do they need? Um, Do you... 
I'm sorry, I know you can't actually answer this, but here's my thought process of the question. Are you are you asking if the Thunder need like a, another t- different a different player or what piece in terms of how do they need to play? So I'll answer it that way. How do the Thunder need to play? They need to take care of business. Um, I think they're better than Detroit. They're definitely better than Minnesota, even though the Timberwolves are 3-0 against them this year. And it's on the road, so that's still a tough game, no matter what. Scary on the, stuff. On the road in the NBA is never easy. Um, the the Rockets have played much better than the Thunder over the last month and a half or two, for sure. But that's a team that the Thunder have two wins against already this year. One, a 28-point comeback win. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a franchise that the Thunder have had some success with in, the, in recent past in terms of winning games against them. Um, and then Milwaukee on the road. Um, who will probably be sitting a lot of their main guys because everything's they wrapped can. up for them, yeah, and they can afford to. They can afford to, yeah. Um, those are these are all. I hate to say that these last four games are must win, but they kind of are they because are. Um, as fun as a Thunder Warriors first round matchup would be for everybody, um, the Thunder need to avoid that at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they got to the seventh seed and played Denver, that's that's when you can kind of, if you're the most loyal Thunder fan. You could talk yourself into an argument that the Thunder could possibly push this to six or seven or get the big upset of the, of the year yeah. and defeat them. So the Thunder are just – they need to keep winning. They need to keep playing like this, up the intensity, and treat these last four games like it's a playoff series. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's really just the key piece is they're going to have to get in the right mindset going into these games because these games are very vital to how they're going to do in the postseason – just because I know Billy Donovan and some of the players have even said, you know, it kind of starts as a blank slate. I, I, like, disagree with that in, like, in my own sense just because I think that those games, yeah, they don't exactly matter because they're in the past. You can't change any of those outcomes, and they just – they are what they are. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, looking back on, like, how they performed at this game, how they performed at that game, I really feel like that's going to carry over a little bit just because if they're not mentally prepared and they're not um, physically prepared uh, for what's to come in the postseason, then I think they're going to see it dwindle, and they're going to see it dwindle fast, and that's going to be very discouraging. And you know what? I, I'm just, I just really think that they need to turn it on. They, Like Brady said, they need to treat these games like they are the most important games of the season because they are. And they just need to really be in the right mindset. They need to come out ready to perform. They need to, you know, not let frustrations flare. They need to work together as a team. I mean, if Russell Westbrook can have a lot of success on the court like he did tonight, if Paul George can have a little bit of a more loud night, if Steven Adams can continue doing what he's doing, I'm not even going to say Jeremy Grant because he has not disappointed me once this season. (laughs) And then Terrence Ferguson, he just needs to keep shooting the ball. So, I mean, when Dennis Schroeder comes in, he does some good stuff. Nerlens Noel is really stepped it up um i i would love to see abdul nader take a couple more shots if he's gonna you know be persistent and if he's gonna be accurate um and then obviously whatever else these other guys are gonna do when they come onto the floor they're just gonna have to contribute instead of take away from it so i mean they're just gonna have to do their job they're gonna have to be strong and powerful and uh, i think it can go well but that's just me being optimistic so we shall see big picture the Thunder should not be in this position. They should not be looking forward to a matchup against the Warriors or the Nuggets. There's four games left. The Spurs won tonight, so the Thunder and Spurs are still tied with each other. Um, the Spurs, of course, have the tiebreaker, um, winning the season series. Um, the Thunder should not be playing. 
the Warriors and the Nuggets, but they can at least salvage some pride. They can salvage some good momentum going mm-hmm. into the postseason. And even though they might be an 8-7, possibly a 6 seed if a lot of things fall their way, um, you've got to like your chances with the talent that you have if yeah. you're Oklahoma City. And uh, uh, Russell Westbrook strikes me as a guy that could possibly play really great basketball as an underdog. So yeah. you got to like the Thunder's chances, but still, overall, they're not where they want to be. Right. Um, but with that, we will uh, close this podcast. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody who asked questions. Thank you, everybody who, su- who subscribed. Once again, the people that have been entered into the raffle, uh, Dirt Burglars, Austin Glasgow, Ben Noble, Zoko, uh, at Langdon Subia, um, and then, uh, let's see, Kendall Ashback, Brad Ballancourt, and then new subscribers, Tyler Gibbs, uh, the tweets of Todd, T-Light, and Joshua Quentin Dodd at In the Key of J. So, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys thank so much you. for subscribing. Thank you. You guys are awesome. And thank you guys so much for asking these questions once again. Um, I will put the names in a hat. I will record myself pulling the names out of the hat. And um, I'll basically try to decide, um, okay, this one gets the bobblehead or this one gets the what. I, I, I might do it like the NBA lottery and try to weigh you guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how figured out um, but uh, i'll get that out as soon as possible tomorrow and then we'll kind of go over like how we can either kind of mail to you or if you live in the market and you happen to win one of these things you can come up to the station and pick it up but again guys thank you guys so so much for participating for joining the podcast for sticking with us all season long uh, we've got a few, few more games left in the postseason Woo-hoo. so uh, for miss madison morris this is brady trantham good night everybody